Amen. If you would, for a few minutes tonight, um, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 6. I am going to be as simple as I possibly can because that's just me. But I feel like um, I, I just feel like God give me something and I want to share it with you this evening. Is that all right? We're going to read from uh, Hebrews chapter 6, starting with verse 10. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which he had showed toward his name, and that he had ministered to the saints and do minister. Now, a lot of people look at that and think they're just talking to the preachers. They're talking to everybody because every one of us is a minister of God in some way or another. Amen. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessings I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. I want you all to look at me and I want you to say this with me. And so, so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Amen. Pastor, would you pray? Thank you, Lord. God, we believe that. We need the anchor of your word. I we believe that tonight you have given a message and we desire to receive it, Lord, to our hearts this evening. Bless God the hearers, Lord, and bless the man of God as he preaches that word Hallelujah, to us Jesus. Let there be something come together in Hallelujah. this place. Hallelujah. We give you the glory Hallelujah. in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. You may be seated. As you can guess for a few minutes, I'd like to talk about Abraham. Take a little journey. Take on a little journey with Abraham if I could for a few minutes. We're going to start out with the fact that God calls Abraham to leave his home in chapter 12. Of Genesis. God calls Abraham to leave his home. Abraham gave up everything and left his home. He went on a quest, more or less um, searching for what God had in store for him, if I may put it that way. Abraham went through a few things in chapter 12 and chapter 17. God made a covenant with Abraham. In chapter 12, God told Abraham his seed was going to inherit everything. His seed was going to be the great nation. But then we get to chapter 12 and verse 4. God promises Abraham a son. And of course we know his name is Isaac. From that moment, Abraham went on what some scholars or theologians, I hope I said that word right, um, 
what they figured out, Abraham went on about a 20-something year journey because in Genesis 22, Abraham finally got his promise. Yes. And a son was born unto him and Sarah. They say it took 20-something years. Abraham was given his promise at 20, uh, 75, somewhere around there. And at 90 years old, the angel of the Lord spoke to him again and told him that Isaac was fixing ready to come on. And at 100 years old, at 100 years old, the Bible teaches us Isaac was born. Abraham was 100. Isaac was born. Y'all bear with me. I'm just a little. Uh... So Abraham, he goes through a severe test. And remarkable faith. We all know the story of sacrificing Isaac. We all know the story. We've heard it in our, our Sunday school classes. It's been preached many times behind the pulpit. We all know the, the, the journey with that. And, and, and I want to talk about the journey of getting there for a few minutes. See, God tells Abraham to take Isaac to the land of Moriah. And God told Abraham, he said, you take him there and I'm going to show you which mountain to take him up because I want you to sacrifice your son. In verse three of the 22nd chapter, Abraham, he began his journey. Wow. This is a man of faith. A man of obedience. A, 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 a man that loved God. That, that heard the voice of God. That talked to God. But Brother LaRue, he was still a man. He was still a man. In verse 4 of Genesis chapter 22. It says, then on the third day, talking about Abraham's journey, taking Isaac to Moriah. It was a three day journey somewhere thereabouts because the Bible teaches us that on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. I want to stop there just for a minute, if I could. Some may disagree with me, Brother LaRue, and, and, and the Bible doesn't say it, but I'm a man with a son. Pastor, you're a man with a son, two of them. I love God with all my heart. I, I cannot begin to tell you all the things that God's done for me. And I trust God with my life. And I have faith enough to know that God can heal. That God can do miracles. That God can do anything. I know I'm living proof. Yes. Yes. But saying all that. If God was to tell me to take my son and sacrifice him to a mountain that I don't know of. And it's a three-day journey getting there. I'm a man. Abraham was a man. The Bible says that 
when he lifted up his eyes. Brother LaRue, that tells me if Abraham was walking along and he saw the mountain afar off, he saw the place God told him to take Isaac afar off. It would have read, he saw it afar off. He would have looked out and seen. Because when you look afar off, you can see a lot. Something in my mind for three days. Abraham walked like this. And talked with God. And, and I could imagine the thoughts maybe that went through his head. What's my son going to think? God, I trust you. I trust you. But he's the son you promised. Lord, I waited 27 years for this promise. Well, God, I trust you. I believe you. And, and, and Lord, I love you with all my heart. God, I need strength. I need strength. This journey, I need strength, Lord. Abraham lifted his eyes and saw it afar off. I could not begin to fathom what was going through Abraham's mind. But the thing is, is when Abraham lifted his eyes, Abraham, when he saw the place afar off, what Abraham saw, after we read a little further, we know the story. He tells the young man to leave everything down there. You guys wait, we're coming back. He says, we're gonna return. So that tells me in the midst of this journey, with his eyes down and his head low, that God was reaffirming, Abraham, I got you. Abraham, I got you. I know you're scared. I know you're worried. I, I know you're, 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 you're not sure. But Abraham, I got you. If you'll just be obedient to what I'm asking. I made you a promise. I won't go back on my word, Abraham. You know, there's some of us that goes through things and been going through things for a while. We've had unfulfilled promises as of yet. But I'm here to tell somebody tonight that God is not slacking his promises. Amen. If he said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. Right. He told Sister Rhonda and I in 2009 that he was going to save our family. I mean, he told it to us. He was going to save our family. This is 2020. And some of them have been saved. But he said he was going to save our family. He didn't save Brother and Sister March, I'm only going to save a couple of them. That's right. <clears throat> he didn't tell us the rest of them were doomed. Yeah. Brother Rue, he said, I am going to save your family. Amen. That means there's more coming. Yes. We just got to hang on a little bit. Yes. Amen. Yes. The title of my message this evening is Enduring with Patience. We need to understand that God is always there. He has a reason for everything that goes on. One of the hardest verses in the Bible to swallow, and, and y'all don't take this the wrong way, but it's Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. There are some things we go through that, oh my God, we think, oh Lord, 
Why am I going through this? I don't understand this. And we think about that scripture. All things work together for good. Lord, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. But if we endure with some patience, God's going to fulfill that promise. Sometimes we just got to go through a few things and, and step out a little bit deeper in order for God to do what he needs to do. Uh-huh. Amen. Sometimes, hey, some of us, Brother LaRue, that, that we'll start going through it and all we want to do is just sit down and wallow. Yes. I ain't doing it. I can't go through it. I, I can't go on. I just can't. Yes, you can. He said, I'll never put no more on you than you can bear you're stronger than you think you are, child of God. Amen. You're stronger than you think you are. He said after we received the Holy Ghost, He gave us power. Yes. He gave us power. And furthermore, we don't have to be strong. He's strong enough for both of us. It's okay to be weak. He can do His best work when we're at our weakest. To them who are called according to his purpose. It seems like this journey some of us are on is taking way too long. Look up. Be like Abraham. Quit holding your head down. Look up. We're a child of God. We ain't got no business looking at our feet no how. Somebody agree with me tonight. We child of God. Amen. We don't have to walk around defeated. God's already given us victory. All we got to do is step out of the feet and step into the victory because it's already ours. I'm going to try and stay on my notes. Lift up your eyes. It's okay to get a little faint, a little discouraged, a little perhaps angry at your situation. But the main thing is to keep on. Keep pushing forward. Yes. Galatians 6 and 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Yes. Don't give up. Uh-huh. That's right. yeah. Psalms 94 and 14, I love this scripture. For the Lord will not cast off His people, neither will He forsake His inheritance. We need to understand tonight, we are God's inheritance. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you. We are God's inheritance. Yes. Yes. Our journey gets hard and, and long because we're still carrying the load. The Bible teaches us in 1 Peter 5 and 7. Casting your care upon him for he careth for you. If we could just get that. The things we go through wouldn't seem as bad, wouldn't seem as hard. Hallelujah. If we could understand that when we try to do these things, carry these things on our own, it just weighs us down. Our steps become heavier. They become slower, making the journey seem never ending. But child of God, when we give it to Jesus. I'm inclined to believe that when we cast our burdens our hardships, our wearies, our woes, our sickness upon him, he goes further. Yes. 
I'm inclined to believe that he actually scoops us up in his arms. And he begins to carry us. Because I don't know about y'all, but have you ever noticed that when you take the time to give it to God, when you get tired on your own and carrying it, and you just can't carry it no more, and God's standing right there with his arm outstretched saying, I'll take it. Just give it to me. I'll take it. I'm waiting. And when you do finally come to the conclusion that God's going to have to deal with it, all of a sudden your steps feel a little lighter. Sometimes, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes it makes it feel like I'm walking on air. Because they're, they're, they're gone. I don't have that mess weighing on my shoulders. I don't have that stuff bogging me down. Because when we let that stuff bog us down, it, takes, it gets in the way of our praise. It gets in the way of our prayer. We can't do what God needs us to do. And when it does that, then we begin to get weak in our spirit. And when we get weak in our spirit, we begin, to, we begin to get slack in our physical realm. And what I mean by that, Pastor, is, is we call the pastor, Brother, I'm not feeling very well. I can't make it to church tonight. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I just don't feel good. And then church rolls around Wednesday night, and, and Pastor, I got the sniffles. I don't feel like I can go. And it's because we're trying to carry all this stuff on our own. And it's dragging us, church. It's dragging us. We need God more than ever now than we ever did before. But we need to understand that we need to endure with patience. Endure. Yes. You got to keep on trucking. You can't just lay down. When you feel bad, seriously, folks, if you're calling a pastor and saying you got a cold and you ain't got a cold, you need to come on the church and get the altar. That's right. Amen. That's right. Don't mean to meddle. That's right. Come on. Because it's a physical excuse to keep your spiritual body away from God. And when you keep your spiritual body away from God, you just keep getting weaker. And you keep getting weaker. And you keep getting weaker. And the next thing you know, you're back out there doing the things you was doing. And the load you was carrying begin to get heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier. And soon you find out there's no way out. Because the longer we carry it, it'll drag us straight to hell. If I'm okay to say that. There ain't nothing God won't do if we let him. Psalms 93 and 4 says, The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, yea, than the mighty waves of the sea. God controls all, knows all, holds all. We just got to trust him, church. We just got to trust him and learn endurance. With patience. With patience. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to tell on myself for a few minutes. Sometimes I get real impatient over things. I'm that now person. See, for a long time in my life, I had to make it happen. So, and, and it took me a long time to understand that I can't do this on my own. Then it's just around me. Took me a long time to figure out that now I'm a child of God. I don't have to do this on my own. I don't have to make it happen. 
I don't, when, when, when we're a little tight, I don't have to loosen it up. When things ain't going quite our way, I don't have to make that way straight. Because I'm a child of God. I don't have to rely on Mike anymore. Because it's not about me. This road I'm on, this journey I'm on, it's all about God. And if anything, if it wasn't standing behind this pulpit preaching the word, it'd be me reaching my family. It'd be me talking to the lost, talking to the neighbors, talking to people in the department stores and the grocery stores and the laundromats about how much Jesus loves them. And they don't have to live the way they're living. And that, that one was free, by the way. I got to looking up enduring, you know, because it was in the title, enduring with patience. And it just kind of blew me away. One of the meanings of enduring was this, suffering patiently. Something painful or difficult. Suffering patiently. Man, if that ain't hard. That's why so many people out in the world are losing their minds. Because they don't know what we got. And if we got what we say we got, then we'll learn patience. Because God's got a way of teaching it to you. Amen? And if we but suffer patiently, nobody wants to suffer. But if you find yourself in the midst of going through something and you're a child of God, if you got to suffer through it a little bit, have a little patience. Have a little patience. Church, I know what I'm talking about right here. Have a little patience. Because if we trust God enough and we believe enough and we have faith enough in God, knowing what he can do, knowing what he's going to do, Then we obtain our promise. Ain't trying to bring up no old news. But the day they told me I had stage four. I said, God's got this. I don't get me wrong, Brother JR. There was a few times I I got a little scared. I'm not going to lie to you. I got a little discouraged. They, they, They were pumping chemicals in my body that my body did not understand. And, and, and when you're, you're so used to getting up and doing things and, and, and working with your hands and, and building stuff and just working, 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 and all of a sudden you're laying on your back and can't hardly breathe or nothing else, you do get a little bit. But I, I, I'd always look at Sister Ron and I'd say, baby, God's got this. Because that's what we had to hang on to. That's what we had to hang on to. And you know what, Brother LaRue? God got it. God got it. A year ago, two weeks ago, they couldn't find it no more. God got it. Psalms 37 and 7 says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. 
Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Psalms 40 and 1 says, I waited patiently for the Lord and He inclined unto me and heard my cry. And I love this one. Paul was writing to the brethren in Romans 12 and 12. He said, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. Patient in tribulation. Continuing instant in prayer. So I get this wild idea to look up tribulation. <laughs> and this is what it says. A cause or a state of great trouble or suffering. So if, if we can read it like this, rejoicing in hope, patient when you have a cause or a state of great trouble or suffering. Okay. Patient. Enduring with patience. We go back to our original text. Hebrews 6 and 15. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. I'm getting ready to close, church. Told you I wouldn't be long. Very simple. Very simple message. Just laid out. We need to understand tonight that all believers throughout the centuries have been heirs to God's promise to Abraham. Galatians 3 and 7 says this. Before I read this, I, I, I want to tell you guys something. The Bible says in Genesis, the 22nd chapter, I believe it is. He told Abraham, he said, your seed is going to possess the gates of the enemy. Amen. I believe it's in Genesis chapter 22. He said this. He, he said, your seed is going to possess the gates of the enemy. And, and, and here we walk around defeated because we're going through so many things. We, we, we've already forgotten that he won't put no more on us than we can bear. We've already been past the stage of cast your cares on him for he careth for you. We done forgot about I'll never leave you nor forsake you. We don't forget all those things. And, and, and we've just played them off as nursery rhymes. They're just words in a book. But then he says, your seed is going to possess the gates of the enemy. And then we read in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 7. He says, know ye therefore that they which are of faith. Let me ask y'all a question tonight. Are y'all of faith? Yes. Yes. Yes, amen. Amen. Yes. Listen at this. The same, the same, Pastor LaRue, are the children of Abraham. The same are the children of Abraham. Let me say it in Mike's way of saying it. <laughs> all y'all, us two, we're all children of Abraham. You know what that means? It means we're going to possess the gates of our enemies. Yes. Amen. 
It means that there's nothing that's going to come against us that's going to prosper. Because God's not going to allow it. If we believe. If we have faith. Did he not just tell the church the other day, if you ask it, I will do it. And so like our father with our father of faith, Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. That's us. And daughters. If we could but endure with patience. I challenge you this evening. In closing, if you'll stand with me. I know that we're all going through things. God said that it was going to rain on the just and the unjust. That's in the Bible. We're going to go through things, church. We're going to go through things. But I'm just inclined to believe that if we don't go through them, if we don't get through them, we're going to have to keep going back over and over and go through them again and again and again. We need to understand that some of this is used as a teaching tool. The Bible teaches us that he chastises those he loves. Some things we're just going to go through. There's no reason or rhyme about it. We're just going to go through things. But we need the patience and the strength, the endurance to hang on, to get through it, because this too shall pass. This too shall pass. And it's not the end of it, because as long as we're here until God comes back, there's things we're going to have to deal with. But all we got to do is deal with them. Endure with patience. Because I'm also inclined to believe that if we are the seed of Abraham, if we are children of Abraham, then the promise God made to Abraham, then we're going to obtain our promise. Amen. Amen. If we would just hold on. It's coming. No matter what, it's coming. Sometimes we're in the midst of a mountain and we're looking at it and we're saying, God, you've got to move this. Lord, I can't climb this. You've got to move this. I don't read anywhere in the Bible where God moved the mountain. He said, if you speak to it, amen? He said, if you speak to it, Maybe we need to speak to. Maybe we need to lift our eyes and speak to it. I challenge you tonight. I challenge you tonight to dig deep. And those things that's got you worried, those things that's got you bogged down. Hi, y'all. Shut up, y'all. Go, go.
Then things that's pulling at you, and you can't seem to shake it, you can't seem to, to get rid of it. I'm telling you to hang on. Find that endurance. Find that strength. And I, I, I just about believe that you're going to find that strength on your knees. Because you don't have to. All you have to do is have some endurance and wait patiently. Because God's doing something. And child of God, when the enemy's coming after you the hardest, that's when God's working the most. Amen. I challenge you tonight to dig deep. Find your endurance. And have a little patience. Have a little patience. Because God's going to do it. God's got this church. Hallelujah. Why don't we come to the front right now and just, just, just come with a, with a desire for God to help us to have patience.